Hello everyone, today we're going to be speaking about end times, so stay tuned. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Friday PM. Let's talk about it. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome. For our regular viewers, great to see you. Uh, to sit back in and enjoy. Be blessed with today's episode. For anyone else that's new, perhaps this might be your first time clicking on Friday PM. We are welcoming you and hope you will be also mightily blessed. And welcome to the Friday PM series, whether you're watching on video or podcast. God bless you today. Um, so we've got an exciting topic, as you heard, talking about the end times. And it is exciting to see what God is going to do. And uh, so we're going to talk, we're going to talk about it, as Rachel says, <laughs> and uh, see how God can help us in this area. And can I just preface our discussion today just to say that none of us here are as experts on eschatology. And so we're not going to try and pretend that we are, uh, but the scripture is going to help us along. I believe the Bible said it's a lamp to our feet. We can help. It will show us uh, the, the way ahead. And maybe for someone, it will just maybe turn a key for you or, or, or put a light somewhere um, where you haven't been able to see things clearly. So uh, let's see what the Lord has in store for us today. Um, Christoph. You can start us off today, and you shared something that we were all really blessed with. Yeah, first, I think there are like two takes maybe on the end time topic. And first one is like here and now we believe that we're in the end times. And although we do not know the day or the hour, we sort of expect that because of the events globally that are happening now, we, we see it in the Bible and we might think, oh, maybe it is tomorrow, maybe it's next week, next month, next year. So for us, it's re very real that it might happen any any day now. But there is not a like global take, I believe, because in the Bible, we see it happened 2000 years ago. We read the scripture that is 2000 years old and it's there. This information is that it will happen. And the Christians were... And notice basically from uh, from the apostles that they need to anticipate mm. all the time. So it's it's not something that happens uh, because 2000 years ago it has, hasn't happened yet. But it's like an open season. Yes. You know, mm, absolutely. Yeah. And Jesus spoke about the seasons. He said in, in Luke 21, he was talking about, you know, if you see the fig trees and other trees, um, when you see, start to see them bud and blossom, you know that summer is near. And um, so we know how to read the signs in nature. We know how to look at things and say, OK, summer is about to come and we're expectant. And you expect for summer, don't you? You start to prepare for summer in the same way. Um, Jesus was saying, you know, you need to prepare for the end times. It's not just um, a one-time event that you just need to be ready for one event. Summer is a season. You've got to get ready for the season. You've got to prepare your mind and your heart for the season. You can't be wearing all your winter clothes and getting all your winter clothes out and everything when you know that summer's coming. You're putting them away. You, you're, you're, you're changing the way that you're even viewing things because you know that summer is coming. So I think that really links into what, what Christoph was saying about it being a season because mm. some people might sit back and say well he hasn't come in 2000 years so why should we bother mm. 
But the fact of the matter is, actually, we need to be even more vigilant. We need to. They were vigilant two thousand years ago, mm. um, and we also need to be vigilant. It's not. We're not just waiting for an event. We're waiting for the coming of the Lord. We're waiting for the kingdom of God to come near, and we need to be positioned for that. Yeah, and I like the word that you said, anticipation. Mm. Um, that's very important to anticipate because we 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 know what the scripture says that it these things will come to pass. Yeah. Um, how do we get to? We talked about the virgins and the well. How do we get yeah. there? Because that 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 ties in with the anticipation, doesn't it? Yes, I keep on thinking about it because uh, when we talk about the anticipation, Matthew twenty five comes to mind, where the virgins were waiting in anticipation. And they were waiting all night long and, and the bridegroom wasn't coming and wasn't coming. And we are waiting for a wedding feast at the end of the ages. And we're, we're going to be united with our wonderful bridegroom who firstly has redeemed us so that we can be perfect for him when he comes and he said, I'm going to, away to prepare a house for you. Could you explain that that you were saying earlier? It was so, I was very blessed by that. Yeah, there uh, finally there are many um, descriptions, many takes on the end times uh, Jesus is presenting. And for us sometimes it's eschatology, but in those times, in Jesus' times, it was a, a practical explanation of practical examples of how it might happen, what it is. And I found out about that uh, a couple of years ago when, when there's this uh, parable about Jesus going away and preparing a mansion, preparing a, a space for us in his father's place, and he will come back. For Oh, it's it's a nice thing to think about. It's 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 a nice uh, you know, explanation. or you know. But actually, f f for his disciples, it was an actual meaning. It was an actual example that... Uh, for us, we, we might call it an ancient, uh, traditional uh, Jewish uh, in their wedding. Yeah. Yes, in their back in their culture, something that actually happened where where uh, they were engaged, mm -hmm. uh, the groom and the bridegroom, and the bridegroom was going away for about a year. This is maybe it's not hundred percent accurate. This is what it, I know. Maybe there is another take on this, but what I found out it was about a year uh, gap and. Um, the bridegroom was going away to prepare an actual extension uh, for them to live. So he was going away to actually physically build an apartment or a compartment for them to live. Mm -hmm. And in the bar of the year time when he was ready, uh, he came back for her. But but the clue thing was she she wasn't sure of, of, of an actual day. So she knew more or less that would be a year or some months. Oh, but at some wow. point... During the night, he would come with a whole um, crowd of people with, uh, I think, oh, symbols. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with, with, with some instruments and making noise with bells. And she wouldn't know the exact day, but, but she had to anticipate more or less the season. She, she knew more or less wow. that he would come at that time. Amazing. And she, I mean, she had to be mm. ready because he was about to take her and, and, and marry her. So she would have to you know, be ready all get ready to, to quickly just jump into the dress or whatever that was, uh, make, make sure she's, <laughs> yeah. 
she's able. She's she's yeah, presentable. Yes. Yeah. Maybe well, maybe she had A, B, and C dresses. One to sleep in, in just in case. One for the day and one. I mean, it, it might sound awful because you know you, you want to be as 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 a lady. I guess you want to be the, as pretty and as, as prepared. Yeah, in yeah. your best shape, in your best form, in your best makeup and dress and everything. You want to know you, you you prepare the day. Nowadays, you know the the the, the wedding plans. You know the couples they prepare the day like two years in advance. They know the musicians, they know the venue, they know the everything, <laughs> yeah. and they know the hairdresser, the makeup artist, and everything to be mm -hmm. perfect in that day. But she didn't know, no, and she had to anticipate. You know how frustrating that must be. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating, but that, there's that constant state of anticipation. You can't um, just rest on your laurels. You can't just sit down and think, "Oh well, it's not coming. I can't. You know, it hasn't come yet. So I'm just going to carry on, do what I'm doing. I'm going to go out and work in the field mm. or whatever." No, you have to be in that constant readiness, that constant anticipation, constantly making sure you're clean, you know, as you know, and just making sure that everything is in order so that when he comes, you're ready. You don't have to try and do all the beauty treatments because you've been you've been doing them gradually. And I think that's also like a model of, you know, purity and a model of, of holiness, that it's not something that happens, boom, you do it all at once. It's it, We go through a process in our lives that we're living and we're going through this process. We're not holy all of a sudden. Um, mm. there's, there's just a time, there's a, just a preparation. We, we're going through every day, we're changing. Every day we're getting better. Every day things are are improving. And I think that's that state of constant anticipation. Mm. That's what we're in yeah. and that's how we should be. Mm. And and the, the question is, are we? Mm. <laughs> I don't think I always am, you know, not not every day, but, but that's the reality. She had mm. to be every day, every night, yeah. <laughs> she had to be, ready yeah and somebody mentioned that during that time uh you get second grade bachelors or second grade uh bridegrooms that might come to try to steal her right yes <clears throat> is that true are you saying that I'm, I'm it, we, yes. you we're talking we were talking because in in matthew 24 he says Uh, and I highlighted, he said, Jesus answered them, be careful, verse 4, 20, Matthew 24, verse 4, be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you in error, for many will come on the mm. strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many to stray. And I, I do think probably when you are adorning yourself, getting your, yourself ready for your bridegroom and you don't know when he's coming, I'm sure there are a few suitors who come by and want to say, but I, he sent me for you to come for you instead or something. And you have to be know your bridegroom so well that you will say, excuse me, that is not the one I know. He will come for me personally and he mm. will come and get me. And he, he says quite a few times Jesus said uh, in the epistles, be, be vigilant not to be led astray by the wrong people mm. who say they come in my name. Because somebody, mm. might, say, somebody mm. might say, and maybe he's good enough. Maybe I'll well, take him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> maybe maybe he's good enough. And yes, and it's 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 very scriptural. What 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 you said? It's it's actually refers to that, and I, I believe that that's that. And we have a very funny tradition in Poland where it comes to wedding. And I saw it when my my cousin got married, and he was there waiting in front of the the the, the bride's house. Mm. And it's basically like a joke. It's basically a funny tradition, sort of. Mm. So 
you had a um, couple of ladies, younger ladies coming one after another down the stairs with like, uh, how we call the bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah. So they would be dressed the same, like pink, pink dress, and they would come with flowers or some, some liquor or whatever, gifts for him. And one after another, the, the other parts of the family, you know? And maybe you would like her. And I was, no, no, I'm waiting for my... And then another, another one comes. Maybe you would like her. It's called like, like a buying... I'm also trying to yeah. woo him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But as a joke. Just, but, yeah, just but to, test, yeah. to test him, you Like know. buying all. Just to say, this is your last chance. I yeah. mean, are you sure you want to... <laughs> maybe her... So uh-huh. it come one, like three or four of those. And then finally, that, that actual button, this beautiful uh-huh. big white dress, the, the real deal would come down and say, yeah, that's her, I want her. So so that's like a funny tradition, yeah. but I think it speaks yeah. to, to, to that scripture. Absolutely. But Christopher, what you're saying too, is surely the bride is, is, in a, is in a state of excitement the whole time. And I think maybe that's what the Lord's encouraging all of us in, is to remain excited. Surely she's not sitting there thinking, Oh well, another day. No, she's thinking oh, maybe today's the day. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that it's it's amazing analogy, and it's amazing that the Lord stirred you to, to to bring that up because it it just puts the whole the whole concept for me in in a, in a, in a great perspective mm-hmm. that the church that Jesus is coming back he's, he's coming back for his church his people that the church must be ready we must be ready as a people and know where we are know what we're doing to keep things clean as you said. I remember Charlene said once or or somebody that wedding is basically a girl's thing, right? Mm. That that she's more in anticipation or she's more um, excited because she wants to have everything perfect and stuff like that. Yes, it's something you dream about all your life when you're a girl, you know. How am I going to look? What what is the color scheme and everything? It's, It's true. You think about it all the time. But, we, you know, he says, also later on, he says in Matthew 24, uh, verse 15, he says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Mm. And for those who maybe become weary and say, surely uh, he's not coming anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the ones, like in Matthew 22, when finally the parable of the king whose son is getting married goes and says to his servants, go and get all the ones who were invited. And they say, oh, no, sorry, I can't come. I'm burying this person or I can't. I've got to go to another wedding or whatever they were busy with. I think those who are getting too busy with the world, the Lord says, well, you know what? Or God says, let them be. Go and get everybody who are on the street, the beggars, who will, who are just sitting there waiting. Mm. And uh, we must be so aware that if we become too busy with the world and that we forget or we uh, do not endure this time of waiting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe it's, it's when we spend time with the Holy Spirit, when we spend time in the presence of the Lord. In Song of Solomon, he says, every time I say your name, it's like ointment poured forth. When we're worshiping him, when we're preparing ourselves, I feel in, in worship, many times people come to us afterwards and say, I feel so cleansed. Yes. I feel like I've been cleansed. Mm. And I believe worship is a tool for the end times because Jesus says in, in John four twenty four, I'm looking for worshipers in the last days who will worship me in spirit and in truth, not intercessors, not uh, prayer warriors or 
preachers or teachers yeah. or into, he's looking for worshipers. And when we are worshiping him, we're spending time in his presence. We're cleansing ourselves. We're getting ourselves ready. And it's like ointment poured forth. And many times ointment was like an oil. Uh, even the prostitute came to Jesus and broke her beautiful perfume oil that she poured out on Jesus. And I believe it's that kind of oil that we gather in our lamps. Every time that we worship, the oil is gathering in our lamps mm. and coming right back all the way to the virgins who are sitting there with the extra oil in the end. And they are the wise ones. Mm. They're the ones with the extra oil. So this is really a challenge for us to stay wise while we are in waiting to keep on pouring forth our oil, uh, pouring forth our worship to him so that he can cleanse us and get us ready for his coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zach, do you want to share the bit that you shared earlier about uh, Daniel, mm. the book of Daniel? Yeah, we were just talking um, about, you know, are we in the last days? And Christoph mentioned there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Um, and I think I personally hold both both perspectives that yes you know from the days of the apostles they were they believed they were in the last mm. days and it's a season it's a global season mm. but i also think we're not that far away in terms of real time mm -hmm. and um whether it's 10 years or 100 years um it's i don't think it's that far away um and i was reading in daniel just a couple nights ago and uh verses uh, 12 i think three and four and he was talking to Uh, he was talking to the angel that came and visited him at the end of the vision. He had a vision of the last days, the king of the north, the king of the south, and the great battle. And um, the destruction of, of, of uh, the holy place and the temple and the, you know, the, all the things that would take place. And he said, seal up the, the vision that I've given to you because it's for the end of times. And in those days, people will roam about and knowledge will abound and increase. And I think we're in a day where knowledge is abounding and People are roaming in a way that wasn't possible before. In in the in the former days, even a hundred years ago, to pack your life up and to move across a state in America, to move across a country, mm -hmm. to move across um, you know from one city to another city, it was a huge deal mm. because your family's there, your roots are there, you know the village, you know the town is actually unthinkable. The only people who left their towns were leaving. Um, mostly they were shamed out of leaving their villages. They had to go somewhere else. Mm. So it wasn't a very common thing. But now we find that this, you know, there's a new Instagram lifestyle. You travel and you work remotely and things are, you can pick your family up and live five years here and five years there. And you call U-Haul and you get on a plane and take your family and it's done. Yeah. And we're roaming in a way that we've never roamed mm. before mm. or since nomadic days, really. Mm. And um, there's a few things that are going on as well with, you know, the way that we're, this social credit system's coming into place. People are yeah. beginning to think, you know, maybe, you know, I've, I've got to have a pass to do anything, you know, and we're, we're seeing these systems that are yeah. built into yeah. place. We're at no time, no time in the history of earth mm. have we ever been so connected. Mm. Have we ever had the means to call somebody from one planet, at one end of the planet to the other end of the planet? Um, We've never had the technology where you can have a mark on your hand and on your head mm -hmm. that will identify you personally. Everything you've ever done, your medical history, your bank account, your social credit system, you know, what you've done right and wrong. Everything is, everything is, you can put it in a chip mm. and, or whatever. But um, at no time in the past have we ever had these things, this technology that's available to present 
what the mark of the beast is, and that that precedes the the coming of Jesus. Mm. And we're coming into a time of persecution, and I think that's the mm. um, the, the the thing to to know and to and as you said, to be encouraged about because we actually have to be excited through persecution. Yeah. It's that yeah. it might feel like it's wearing down, but there is a day, there is a time that's appointed for the coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. He will come again. Yeah. He will come yeah. for a pure and glorious and victorious yeah. bride. Yeah. Yeah. And he and the Father knows the day and the hour, but no man knows. Mm. No one knows. Jesus. Not even Jesus. Yeah. Nobody knows the day or the hour, but the Father Himself. Mm. But we will know the season. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We will know the season. Yeah. Yeah. The fig tree is blossoming. Yeah. And we do know whether it's even 100 years or 500 years from now, it's very soon. Mm. Yeah. And funny how many times Satan is even trying to make it cheap for the world. You know, yeah. some of these w- wacky weirdos, Jesus coming soon and they fly airplanes or they ride it on. Remember that guy that pushed the guy out of the race? Yes, you know, yes, that yes. crazy guy from Ireland. Yeah. Um the end is near. Jesus is coming, and and it's almost like it's been, it's it's been made fun of in the yeah. world. And um, when you're speaking, Zach, I, I do think we need a more, we need a stronger confidence. And you spoke with conviction, so we need to speak with conviction to people to tell them Jesus is coming. Get ready. Yeah. Where are you? What's your standing with God? Yeah. You know, He is coming soon, and God will anoint those words if we say it, if if we use His, his authority and really believe it in our hearts, and. Uh, what ties in for me with that statement, I believe, is Matthew twenty four fourteen. It says, "This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, all the nations, yep. and then the end will come." So, also, if we want Jesus to come soon, everyone says, "Oh, Jesus, can you come soon? Oh, we come soon, Jesus. Oh, I just want to go to heaven. That's great." But if we want him to come, we've got to tell people about Jesus and witness. Yep. Then he will come. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So this will encourage encourages our witness to say, Lord, as quick as we can, let me be witness. Let's reach the world for Jesus. Let ta- let's tell the world about Jesus, about his love for us, and that he is coming soon. Hmm. And, and then, then the end will come, the Bible says. So. We've got a short time as well mm. to store up treasures in heaven. Our treasures are going to come from our obedience to God. Yeah. You know, we've got a short time. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, it's not going to be easy. Second Timothy 3 verse 1 says, but realize this that in the last days, difficult t- times will come. But that's not something to be afraid of. If we as a team, and I think we all can testify, how the Lord has looked after us during the pandemic and cared for us and, and showed himself to be the good shepherd that he that He is. Man, has he shepherded us? Has God been good to us and looked after us, protected us? And I'm sure he's been good to you. So if God can do this in this little trial that we had, how much more will he not look to after us when things become more challenging? And I must be honest, we as a team, as a ministry can testify. Sometimes the harder we have had to work, the more extreme the conditions, the more the grace, the more the provision, the more the miracles. It just gets stronger, doesn't it? Sometimes we can be in a, in a derelict situation. We've been held up at a country border or something happened. And then, oh, God comes through with such power. So the great thing, the exciting part for me is that we're going to see more of his power. We're going to see more miracles. You know, the Bible says revival, revival will come. The blind will see, deaf ears will be opened spiritually. We're going to see these things we've been longing and praying for in the last days. That's the exciting part. Yeah. The, the fulfillment of what God has called us to be and do and speak, our, all our gifts. We're sitting here with, in, in the body of Christ with prophetic gifts, word of knowledge, prophecy, evangelism, Pastors, pastors, apostles, teachers. 
all those gifts are going to come to its fullness in these last days. And that's the exciting part. And Chris, that's, that's what you, you laid the foundation to say. That's the inter, inter anticipation. Us as the bride yeah. He's coming soon. Any day now, I've got to get ready. I've got to be my best all the time. I've got to be the best I can be every day. Not just hang around and say, oh, come Lord Jesus, come. No, 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 no. Let's get ready. Yeah, Let's get excited yeah. for his coming. And it's a positive anticipation, not a yes. fearful anticipation. Absolutely. Because the Bible also tells us in Luke 21 that men's hearts will fail them for fear. Yeah. And that we mustn't let fear get the better of us. There are so many opportunities for fear. Yes. And fear is also trying to be foisted on, on us in from many, many different sources. And we have to be, we have to guard our hearts. We have to be careful that we're not fearful. Oh, well, I'm not going to do this because, oh, this, they've put these rules and regulations in place. And mm. if I do this, then, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. If the Lord has told you to do something and, you know, we have to obey God rather than man. And I think it's important for us not to be bound by fear. Mm. And not to operate out of a place of fear, but operate out of a place of joyous and joyful anticipation. Mm. And, and that's different. You'll, you come across differently. If you're coming from a fear base, it's yeah. not very nice. Mm. No. It's true. I'm trying to look for the scripture, but we'll put it down. When he explains all of these things that will happen and the trials and tribulations that will come, he says, but when you see it all happening, do not be afraid. Mm. Do not be afraid. And men's hearts for fear will fail them. But we, as his righteous, as the chosen ones, he says, do not be afraid. I am there for you. Those that endure to the end will be saved. Mm. And it will be a glorious time. That's, yes. I think, yeah. the anticipation yeah. and the excitement that we can have when we do fix our eyes on Jesus, when we look mm. to what heaven's going to be like. Absolutely. And the glory and the majesty and all these things that we're trying to fix, these broken systems, capitalism, mm -hmm. communism, socialism, all the isms all we the talked isms, about, yeah. about. And everything's broken and everybody's trying to fix something. It, everybody's trying to rebuild a burning house. The house is going to burn down. <laughs> you know, there's no stopping what's coming. And what's ahead is so much better, mm. so much better. That's mm. what we have to look forward to is yeah. every pain, every sorrow, every hurt, every failed promise, everything that we've experienced, all the pain that we've experienced here, it'll all be gone. Yeah. Mm. And he shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. Yeah. And it really, when we live a life in anticipation of what heaven is going to be like, we had the episode about heaven. Have a look if you haven't. Heaven is, is our ultimate goal, our ultimate place where we will live with eternity with our bridegroom, our husband, Jesus. We're going to have the most glorious wedding feast. Mm. And what is all this short little time of tribulation for what we are going to experience in heaven one day? And mm. we've got a vast cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on in heaven, who are saying, go, run towards that prize and be afraid. Do not be afraid for anything. Do not be afraid. Mm. Uh, Endure to the end, you will be saved. I am the one who mm. who heals you, who, who comforts you. He sent the comfort. It isn't funny. He could have sent, uh, um, he could have sent uh, 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 the mighty one, the the warrior. He could have sent who, which he is. But he said, "I send you the Comforter." Mm. So we will be needing comfort, mm. and he is going to be there to comfort mm. and to guide. Yeah, and then. Uh, I'm, I was so blessed with Joshua 1.9 this morning. 
And I love where he says, have I not commanded you? When he spoke to him, have I not commanded you? It's like, I commanded you this. Why are you doubting? He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, it's like when you're talking about things, the house is going to burn down. I just, it, I just had this picture that came up. And I remember we had a farm back in South Africa. And sometimes when... When they lit the fire, uh, the wind would come and the fire would just sweep over the whole farm and whole big, vast areas. Sometimes the whole farm, besides the house, sometimes the whole farm would just burn down. We would go in, in the middle of the night and go and get wet bags and try and kill the, the flames and the fire. And I always remember a few days later, you just look over the whole region. It's just black and it's and you walk through it and your clothes are black, your hands are black, the, the grass, everything is so dry and black. Oh, and then that first rain comes and then you come there the next time and it's all green, brand new grass coming out through that black. And the contrast between the black and that bright, bright green, it's just the most awesome sight that you think, how can something come out of this? And then that green grass comes up and that whole region changes. And then it's more beautiful than it ever was before. You see plants that have never been there before. All the new things have come and the whole landscape just changes. So... May God help us and may He give us courage during these last days and these last times. And maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been fearful. Maybe you've you've not had that anticipation that we've been talking about. Maybe you've just thought, well, oh, I don't know how it's going to happen. What's going to happen with persecution and all this. I pray that today God will give you that new peace about, about the end times. That you don't think of it as something negative, as Rachel said, but something positive, something wonderful, something to be expected something to anticipate in a positive way and for God to prepare us right here, right now. And today, what is our response to this message is to be ready, to get ready, to tell people about Jesus and to be expectant and to be confident and bold when we can say to people with all authority and gladness that Jesus is coming soon. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Christoph to pray for us as we close our time together. Christoph, please will you pray? Lord, we thank you for this time together that we had and discussing that amazing topic. Thank you for your inspiration. And we pray that everyone listening to this broadcast will get something out of it. And most of all, get peace. And despite the fact that we don't know everything about this topic, about end times. And in fact, you made it so that it will be sort of hidden from our eyes. We thank you that you give us those hints, maybe what it would look like, maybe when more or less it will come. But most of all, thank you that you gave us this ability to anticipate and there's nothing above that we can do with you. So thank you for your strength. Thank you for your peace that you poured upon us when we talk about the end times. And it doesn't have to be something fearful, doesn't have to be something scary, but it might be a positive positive anticipation of your second coming, Jesus. And not only that, thank you for that anticipation lifestyle that you're building in us. And I pray for everyone listening that you would instill that peaceful anticipation in their hearts and everyone's minds and everyone's spirits, that it will be our lifestyle, as the Apostle wrote in their epistles, that it will be our lifestyle, this anticipation of your coming but let us also anticipate every day your presence, your help, your inspiration for our day to day. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to leave you with a great song called Matthew 24. And it, I believe, summarizes everything that we've even talked about today. So God richly bless you. Thank you for joining us again. See you, God willing, next week on Friday p.m. It's the place to be. God bless you. Bye-bye. Oh